0: uh, the U.S. Sam, Uncle Sam's Day, which is tax day. Um, We are talking today about a subject that has nothing to do with money other than one is printed, Um, and we are talking about the future of print, Uh, and we have with us two really, truly phenomenal guests. Um, The first, uh, Nicole Katz is the CEO of Paper Chase Press. Uh, Paper Chase Press is a second-generation, family-run printer and bindery based in L.A., Um, who does just outstandingly spectacular printed work and bespoke print for, I mean, artists and major brands and designers and studios and just remarkable. And we'll hear from Nicole. Um, Thank you for joining today. And um, Chris Harold is is, the Senior Vice President uh, at Mohawk Papers, which he's uh, about to at the end of the month, retire from after a 30 year career. Um, So congratulations on that, Chris, that's a big change. But Mohawk Paper is probably one of the preeminent American paper companies, fourth generation, founded in upstate New York in 1931, um, and been going and evolving ever since. Uh, So Chris, thanks so much for joining us on Future of XYZ today. Great to be here. So, I'm going to lob out the first question, which, you know, I, of course, as many people will know and many won't, you both do. Was the head of marketing at Moo.com, which is an online printing company. And Chris, that's how we got to know each other uh, since we bought mostly Mohawk paper at Moo. Um, but Moo is a tech company at, at, its, at its base in many ways. Whereas Nicole, you know, you guys have been in the printing business for, you know, 40 years. So I was just curious in a world that everyone thinks of as more and more digital, what is
1: the future of print? Should I go first? Sure. I think in a way, print is going further into itself. You know, print is kind of an act of rebellion in this digital world, right? It's uh, permanence as related to impermanence. Uh, It's a record in a way that digital can never be. So I think that print, in a sense, has kind of found its identity as it relates to the digital world. And I think in many ways it will become more of itself. So things that are printed really are about being printed. The fact that they are printed is core to the object itself, right? Of course, I think there's gonna be like, we'll always have a need for packaging. We'll always have a need for certain types of like physical printed products in their utilitarian sense, but print in terms of the act of printing or publishing specifically, I think, is really back to its roots of the medium is the message in many ways, um, and that's just like on an ideological level. There's so much that is happening in terms of the technology, but just print in and of itself, its identity is really about the medium now. I love I that. More. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, I'm
0: like, we we just got like the best soundbite. Um, we we can we can drop mic now. <laughs>
2: totally. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Chris, what do you think? I mean, you're looking at it from, obviously, you've been in the business for a long time. You yourself are right. a designer. I mean, I think that what's very interesting about Mohawk is, is as an innovative paper company, which some people, I mean, those two things seem incongruous. Can you talk about what you think the role of print is and the future of print in light of what's happening in the world?
2: Well, Nicole, you're in my head. I mean, that is exactly how I feel. I mean, the word permanence is really significant. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll give you a citation and a real live example. I, um, you know, we, gosh, I don't know, four years ago, maybe in this ongoing series we've published um, called the Mohawk Maker Quarterly, super interesting content curated by and designed by a great design firm, hybrid design in San Francisco. Um, there was an issue, one issue, um, and, and, and we uh, were able to clip some information from Vince Cerf, who is the chief internet evangelist at Google. He was like, kind of like, like the grandfather of the actual internet, right? Um, in, in Vince Cerf, this is the quote I was searching for on my phone. This is what his observation is. He, he would, had said in an interview a number of years ago, we're facing a forgotten generation or even a forgotten century yeah. because everything's ver- right? All this digital information resides out there. And he went on to say, if there are photos, you, photos you really care about, print them out. This is not a Google kind of a thing that you would normally associate with Google. And, and, and a real live example, though, it isn't a photo is you know, I, I was just visiting family and unearthed a letter we had never seen from my grandmother who would be 125 or something. It, it's those, mo- those physical objects, it, it was printed by her hand. It's so powerful because print has, um, I like to say print has geography right there's a shape and a size and there's a place in a book you know where you're about two thirds of the way through right you know how to find that physically but touching that piece of paper was touching a woman i never knew and in her hand this the expression of her handwriting was really really powerful and riveting i just shared it on another like kind of zoomy session and it was like what just happened here? Like it, it was, she described a time in the 1930s, awesome. vividly and awkwardly as a woman who didn't go beyond sixth grade and ended by saying, don't show anyone my writing. She had sent it to my mother. She, she was embarrassed about what, so, oh, right? So as artifact, as object, as permanent record, Nicole, I couldn't agree more. I think print now in the context of digital is coming up in super high relief as being really important and valuable. Or Vince Cerf, you know, uh, you know sort of like pointing to us and saying, watch out. We don't wanna lose a, a century or a, a generation of information, so
1: there's. I mean, I, I just wanna to add to that and say that I think in many ways, social media has become culture, not that it's a form of culture, but that it has become our culture and, it is all about instantaneous experience and then moving away from it, right? It's, it's just this, it's meant to be just a momentary experience. So, so much of culture is really kind of immeshed in that right now is so yes. much a momentary experience, a reaction, right? It's all reactionary. So true. Print yeah. is so the opposite of that, you know?
0: Well, that's oh. That is the slowness, right? That's what you just said. I mean, it's slow, and there's something so powerful in that slowness. And Chris, you you, you bring up something really interesting about the history of the record. And I, I give this talk that just sparked, and it's all about innovation and disruption and constant change. And you know, the first innovation was fire for man. You have the wheel, but actually, the printing press is the beginning of the recorded record. And the printing press, in the history books. You know, along with electricity and gravity and some other, you know, findings. But we didn't create those. We created the printing press, right? Um, And it really transformed the world. And now we've moved to this non-record-keeping, digital. Where Nicole, to your point, it's it's instantaneous. It's fast. Chris, to your point, from Google guy, he's not even sure it will stick around. We might have lost. So this slowing down, especially coming out of a year of COVID, seems more meaningful now. I happen to know that you know people aren't printing as much right now. Yes, we need packaging. Yes, maybe some people are sending more snail mail, but like the bulk of print happens these days. And you guys can correct me, but for events and for brand handouts and you know this kind of on uh, mass, you know, obviously publishing is is different. But what do we what do we think is going to happen when the world reopens? Um, are people craving having that kind of more tactile? Uh, connection between people and ideas, and something more permanent.
1: I mean, that
2: depends, something. right? I mean, yeah. right, Nicole. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, the important stuff.
1: Yeah. Look, I I don't believe everything should be printed. Agreed of print for the sake of printing right I believe that it's really about the product itself what it is that you're making if the act of making it is an exercise in your understanding of it uh-huh. I feel like I'm very much in support of like a holistic process from conceptualization to the production of the actual piece I think that when the world starts to open back up, there's gonna be a lot of enthusiasm about everything that's not digital, right? Yes. Whether it be yes. meeting a person or th- you know, things. Um, and I think that we will get to experience some of that. And I think, yes, people will be probably printing more. You know, there's gonna be so much more face-to-face interaction that we've been deprived of. And, and print is such a good uh, touch point for those kinds of interactions. But I think that we are steadily moving to a future where, and I'm talking about just print on paper, right? Because many things will be printed that are not ink on paper, right? We're yeah. going to print our food, we're going to print organs, we're going to print cells, we're going to print houses. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I think we are moving toward a future where fewer and fewer things are printed on paper and that's how it should be resources are not unlimited and attention is not unlimited and Absolutely. it really should be about the projects that deserve that space
2: and you know to, to 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 build on something that you said nicole i think it's about you know about anything that's not digital right we've all been fairly well zoomed to death um <laughs> which is fine i mean yeah, the good and bad whatever it's another topic and another conversation but you know, I think as human beings, there's, there's ample evidence around, you know, the science of haptics and touch, right? I mean, there's a reason Apple built in haptic functions on our phone. So it's reacting with vibrations. It, 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 and, and that's all built into our lizard brain that you can't get away from, right? It's just built into us as human beings that we react very differently. and And we retain, we react, we interact with information very differently when it's when it's physical, right? So printed, right? Um, it was interesting just to get like an Amazon toy catalog because I'm a grandparent. This past holiday season, like in the midst of COVID and virtual everything, you know the tech space is look at, is saying wait, print may there's a lane we can assign print that's that's pretty powerful. It's like and back to the slow. It's like slow cooking, right? It's like okay. I actually won't order this meal out. I will gather the ingredients and I will make this meal. And that's a very satisfying experience, I think. So anyhow, I think print, there's ample evidence that printed things um, leave a deeper, different um, impression in our brains. Yeah. So it's important. It's important to find those those things that need that level of import and and, and assign them print status, right?
0: Yeah, and cool. I mean, maybe you could talk about, you know, a couple of the projects that, you know, you think really stand out in that. I mean, you guys are printing for the biggest names in, in art and design. And as you say, culture and branding, um, you know, what, what are some of the things that really jump out at you is going to be where where we're going with this?
1: You know, I, um, I have two cookbook projects right now for digital companies. I have, I'm about to start a third run of, a Postmates cookbook, which is like a no no cookbook cookbook. So it's like a cookbook without any recipes. And I'm also doing a cookbook for Dropbox. And I think it's really (laughs) interesting how these very kind of all digital no touch companies are, they see an importance in having this kind of cultural artifact, this object. It really speaks to the time we're in right now. Uh, It really speaks to our humanity because it's about food Uh, I think that a lot of digital companies need more humanity right and and they look to print as a way to express that and obviously they're doing it because it's something you can touch right and you need to touch things and it's like Chris said there's a whole other psychology to objects in your hand versus objects on a screen and how you identify yourself in your relationship with those things. So I think that as the world becomes more digital and and so many of our clients function primarily in digital spaces, it makes what we do more valuable, right? Mm -hmm. It makes it more singular. It makes it more special. And I think that's the reason why we've always been kind of a high quality producer and we're looking, we're not the, we're not the company for every project, right? We're really the company for special projects because Those moments are really intentional and important, right? So we really want to craft that connection that's happening. It's not something we feel should just happen all the time. We feel like it should be really singular. So it's been very interesting. I mean, we we do a lot of printing for Google, for example. We have so many clients that really exist in this no-touch world. And we are a great, you know, antithesis to that. What a relief, right? To get a little bit of a break from that experience. Absolutely.
0: So there are a number of things that are happening in this space, and it's interesting when we think about, you know, how things have evolved. Um, I, Chris, especially on the paper side, and Nicole, I, I know on the printing side, there we can talk about things like, you know, you know, waterless dyes and all sorts of things what is happening in terms of like the demands and the industry standard changes on sustainability as well as the role of technology in supporting that um, as, as the industry changes. I mean, we have a second generation and a fourth generation, both family run business here, you know, who are two of the premier print, paper print players in the United States. There's something really interesting about the fact that that is the history and the legacy and we're still here today. So where is it going and what's the role of, you know, sustainability specifically, but also technology and, and helping bring about the fifth and the third generations.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, I think, uh, um, sustainability, you know, it's funny. I I tell people, I, I think greenwashing and the sustainable babble are first cousins. Um, cause you know, people, it, it, you know, I th- maybe it's digitally enabled, I don't know, but just the terminology has been co-opted pretty weirdly, uh, you know, but it's quite um in the in, in in you know in everyone's consciousness for good reason right our planets sort of all fucked up sorry edit <laughs> it or not um so so to that point here we are we're a factory that harvests trees we don't actually have forest lands but whatever we use wood fiber we have forever right for decades you know in our business um Mind you, we have for decades been trying to do that as responsibly as we possibly can. But you know what? There we have three inputs: energy, fiber, and water. Right? Fiber is the one that's the one of the most sort of prominent. Wood pulp, basically. Wood pulp, right? So we use you know wood turns into pulp, make it into paper. That's sort of the most common source for paper used in the world today. Now. Um, so boom, we've, we've subscribed to third parties that look at where that wood's coming from. We use recycled fiber a lot, which is actual office waste, ground up again and reused. By the way, hard to get during the pandemic because nobody was in the office. So suddenly waste paper became a bit of a precious commodity. So um, we've, our, our most recent effort, and I think one of our more interesting in, in our history, is we're looking to the past paper-making practices to craft the future. Here's what that looks like. We're using hemp fiber that we're getting, you know, it's a pretty immature supply chain in the North America right now, but we're using what we can get, some from Europe, some from North America. We're using straw, fascinating story up in, you know, southeastern Washington state, these m- huge tons of thousands of acres of wheat farms the straw is the residue left on the land and they either till it under which is not great or they burn it like massive carbon emission this paper or sorry this pulp mill was opened beside it this these lands to pull that waste off that raw straw and turn it into pulp to make paper it's kind of awesome right and that mitigates the environmental issues there. And then we're using recycled um, fabric, which is what was used for, you know, all of these were used for centuries, right? Um, it, but all three of those sources were used made to make paper in centuries past. And we're making paper today that looks pretty beautiful. It sort of is on brand for us and it's in the sort of the aesthetic characteristics of it. And it's actually the re- I'll go back to the sustainability versus sustainable babble. It's real. It's like real. Like we're actually using using rapidly growing fibers. Hemp can be harvested twice a year. Straw is an annual crop. That's kind of amazing. So part of it's going to the the wheat is going to make bread or flour, sorry, for flour. And then, you know, we're taking it as well as people that are making shopping bags and other materials. Very cool. uh, Yeah, it's so- So a lot of
0: innovations is what I'm hearing in the supply chain and the manufacturing process, but also in the raw material inputs of how we're starting to think about it.
2: Raw material input's huge in the the way to imagine a better future for that, right?
0: That's great, thank you. Yeah. Um, so I'm just watching time here. I, I would love to, um, to allow you guys both to share with our watchers and our listeners, you know, the role of print in their life. You know, forget about the pandemic for a second. Just generally, you know, what's, what, what would you leave them with is like the most effective use of, you know, paper print, you know, um, as, as they go forward? Um, what, would, what would you love to see?
1: I would love to see more books in the world. I think there is no object that has more kind of baked in integrity than books. And I would love to see the process of publishing and bookmaking become a lot more democratic and there to be accessibility to all types of authors and artists and individuals to make, to make their own books, to publish themselves. Um, to put their collections or their thoughts or their artwork or a project out into the universe and to not have bookmaking and publishing specifically be like, you know, in an ivory tower. It really should, I'd like to see that process become more democratic. I don't think the world should necessarily print more on paper. Resources are very limited um, and we don't necessarily need more stuff. But what we do need more of are those objects that are really expressive both to ourselves and to the readers. And I think books, books, any kind of publication, it doesn't have to be a straight up traditional book, but really like any style of publication of putting your work uh, onto paper is just such an impactful and powerful experience um, and is such a meaningful way to connect with people. So much more meaningful than connecting digitally because it's that much more rare. So I would like to see I would like to see kind of the exclusivity of the world of publishing kind of obliterated, and let everybody use print as as an expression of their own voice.
0: Thank you for that. I, I, I like that vision actually quite a bit. The the democratization of publishing is is key.
2: Well, Chris, well, what you said. Like so much. We're, we're very aligned, right? We're very it's weird. we haven't seen each other in a long time, but very aligned. But yeah, yeah. And again, let me build on that. Um, I think that, um, I think print, print is like the off-ramp to our digital lives, right? And like, take those exits when you want to create a permanent record, right? And, and if that is a published document, book, or some book-like form, go for it. But I think print is a digital, is, a, is an off-ramp to say, okay, hang on, I'm getting off here to memorialize this event, or these thoughts, or this this content that I've created, or someone else has created, because I think this deserves to be permanent and not lost in um, whatever those multitudinous servers are that we call the cloud, right? Yeah, absolutely. Environmental
1: impact. So it's it's not even like the alternative is that much better, right? Right. And we, and right. We, And we forget that. Well, I thank you both so much for
0: joining us on Future of XYZ and talking about the future of paper print. It was clear during this conversation that there is a lot more to talk about. Um, It is not 3D printing either, so paper print. um, And it's really wonderful to see you both and to see you both together. uh, And I appreciate it very much.
1: Thank you. Nice
0: to see you.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, And everyone, thank you so much for joining Future of XYZ. Make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube for video, and of course, to follow Future of XYZ on Instagram. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Future of XYZ. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow Lisa Grelnick on LinkedIn. Visit future-of.xyz or subscribe to the Future of XYZ podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.